Penis. Jesus. Can't even get some Okay, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight at the Bar Tools Podcast, we are going to start with a little bit of a serious topic. Um, as, as some of you know, as you've listened to last week's episode, we were out at our buddy Trevor's in Tri-Cities. Um, during that time, we did get a Facebook message from a female in my life directed at me to me, so I'm going to address it. This female messaged me and um, could not believe some of the language we used, specifically on episode four is what we're talking about, where we talked about our most awkward sex stories. And then used... It's really fun. Which, we're going to talk about sex and females and stuff, but didn't even get very far into the episode and then immediately said she turned it off um, and was offended, and we will explain why. I can understand where she's coming from, but I'm going to tell you what happened, what was said, what the actual context was, and give a little bit of context to this person, because I think that's important, and I think it'll make a lot more sense when we get there. So, here's what was said. Thomas was talking very specifically about a girl, and the awkward story was he went over to her house. She said, don't expect anything. We assume that means sexually. Yeah, pretty much. And he brought his dog with him to ensure there would be an escape route, basically. And a boundary as yeah. well. So, at, at some point during this night, he determined she had been hammered. She sat on his lap, started trying to put her hand down his pants. To which I jokingly said, very dryly, I will admit, I said it very seriously, <laughs> but it was completely joking. And I said, man, if a girl sits on my lap, it's going down. Now... Two reasons I made that joke, and there's two different contexts for that joke. First off, people know that I used to be a man whore, used to sleep with many women constantly. It was very well known. It was a reputation of mine. It still is a reputation of mine. I was paid for said services. Right. (laughs) I made the joke saying, in hyperbole, man, if a girl sits on my lap... I, it's going down because everyone knows that if a girl sits on my lap, I'm probably taking them home. Secondly, I was kind of poking fun at Thomas because he is, him and Cody are the more honorable people in this room. We have morals. And they have morals. And I was kind of poking fun at them at the same time. Now, I understand I said that dryly it sounds serious. It wasn't. And I think we need to make something very clear. We, in this room, have never in our lives taken advantage of a woman. I never have. In fact... Most of the time that a female is drunk and wants to sleep with me, even if I'm drunk, I don't want to sleep with them. No offense, ladies and men too, but you tend to be a fucking mess when you're drunk. And having sex with you is a pain in the ass. If you're too far gone, you're too far gone. Yes. I mean, for me, it's like I couldn't sleep with you even if I wanted to. Right. It's not going to work. Right. Nobody in this room has ever taken advantage of a woman. It was as per previous story of you. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) It was a joke based on my former and current reputation that I'm getting rid of and Thomas's well-known being for more of a moral person. Now, let me also put in context the person that sent us this message. Um... I have not seen this person, talked to this person, or anything else of the sort for, like, ten years. It's been since, like, high school, hasn't it? Good decade. Yeah, at least since we were 16. Fuck, that makes me feel old. Right? (laughs) And here's the other thing. Back in high school, I didn't really wasn't a fan of her back then either. So this person doesn't know me, doesn't know anything about my life, doesn't know anything about us, doesn't know anything about what we do here and I get where you can hear that and think oh he would sleep with a drunk girl Mm -hmm. no that is not what I was saying I was saying 
if a girl sits on my lap in my scenarios that I have been in in my personal life, it's going down. To fuck the town? And I was also making fun of Thomas. And apparently Gimli disagrees with me and is pissed. <laughs> but yeah. along with that, you said right after that as well, if you are drunk, I have turned down plenty of girls who were sat on my lap and were drunk. Right. It, the very next sentence after that, and they said that they had turned it off, was that I said, I have turned down plenty of girls that were drunk. I have turned down girls that I have already had sex with or had a had been having sex with for years, and they were drunk, and I said, no, you're too drunk. I'm not doing this tonight. Right. And I've done that not once, not twice, but more times that I can count on both hands. Well, Frazier, how many times have we drove, we've driven people home from the bar? Right. Because they were too drunk to do anything. Right. And we take them home, and we make sure they get home safe. Nobody in this group has ever taken advantage of a woman. Or want to. Or want and to. The, uh, the other point that that person made was that we were like blatantly disrespecting women and or objectifying, I just, them. I, objectifying them. And I would like to just put my two cents in of everybody here. The only thing we want to do is please women. Right. So not in like a, you know, bow Dirty down. Way. You know, right. all hail. But, you know, we, we we don't disrespect people that don't deserve it. Right. And in the first episode, we put out, I don't know how many PSAs of the upcoming episodes that were going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And obviously someone skimmed through that and just, like, I don't know, she thought this was going to be like the trailer park boys and just start like season two or three and just miss the first Right? A couple of like seasons. It's a swing and a miss. Right. Obviously, she missed the very important cues of what this whole thing was going to be about right. and context that we're going to be right. saying. We are telling true stories. And here's the best part. And I get why, because other than our first episode, it is the most watched episode we have. And it's not the first person that's done this. People specifically go to episode four, which is called goddamn fitted sheets and the description specifically says we tell the most awkward sex stories we've ever been involved in and they think they're going to come out unscathed no No. you can't come out of one of our episodes unscathed without needing some form of professional therapy right it's either going to be therapy or you're going to have to like listen to trump and use bleach to clean out your ears even though I don't think that's going to work for the amount of stuff right. we're talking about. Yeah, we, we, we do specifically are, we are not here to specifically offend people but we are going to talk about offensive topics and we are not going to watch our mouths. The point of the show is to act as though we're at the bar having a good time and talking about what we talk about. Yeah, yeah Free speech. Yeah. And yeah. We don't, again, we don't want to offend anybody It just happens. But, but it's going to happen. We are going to piss you off. I mean, we'll, we'll just go off of the other weekend that we had and we, in the first 15 minutes of our first episode we've basically blatantly <laughs> went over broke every code of conduct for, yes. a, uh, yeah. for a thing that we worked <laughs> yeah we went to a lingerie shoot they were promoting us the whole time and we realized after we read their rules of conduct we had broken every rule in the first 15 minutes of the first episode and they still loved us right yeah they want us back too yeah, yeah. and, and the model like one of the models started following us and and here's, and I'm gonna say that this I will mean, be. The, she regrets that. This will be. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be the final thing. And this is just a little jab here, ladies. If you ever message me and say you don't object, we shouldn't objectify women. I dare you to look at a picture of Chris Hemsworth with shirtless, and not say anything objectifying. 
I dare you. I've seen his comment section. Or Jason Momoa. Or Jason Momoa. Or Jason Momoa. Or Ryan Reynolds. Or Ryan Reynolds. Well, like Chris Farley. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yari. Oh, we're, we're good. Sorry. You got you can't objectify. You got to be a, a equal. I mean, right now. we can just go oh, off of, We can go off major extremists. Just say Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's women, when you say we shouldn't objectify women, I get it. I get where you're coming from. But guess what? We all find someone attractive, and we all think what we think. We just have the, We're just saying it out loud for entertainment. For the record, I sent this to my ex. It was a meme, and it said, "Have you ever seen a guy and said I would suck the fuck out of his dick?" I sent it to her. I said, "Do girls actually think this? Is this normal?" She's like, "Oh yeah. I don't want to fucking <laughs> yeah. hear it. I never want to hear that men shouldn't objectify women unless women are willing to buck up themselves." Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I will say this. This is a true story. The female that messaged me specifically told me when she was in early high school or late middle school because I'm a year ahead of her specifically said she was into black guys because quote unquote well they have abs so shut the fuck up I never want to hear another word about me objectifying anyone I'm not black right and you got abs (laughs) no you as white as they come okay are we good are we ready to get into this alright cue the music Thank you. All right, now that that's over, welcome to the Bar Tools Podcast. Max, Thomas, Cody, Gary, and apparently the yeah. most sexist human on the planet in the room, Frazier, is here. Get your hand off me. Sorry, I didn't. I'm trying to stretch. Ugh. We would like to welcome you tonight. We are going to get right into the fun. Um, tonight's topic is pretty simple, pranks on the job site, and I know everyone in this room has lots to think about. <laughs> we we I, I we suggested this we suggested this idea and everyone here went well that's a good one we could do yeah. a couple episodes oh, of yeah. that <laughs> yeah we could like we could have this as part one well I mean yeah. for me it's less pranking and more I just like to torture my coworkers that's the same thing yeah. well, no because I mean like purposely lighting them on fire trying to cut Done off their appendages well, um, let's keep it out of the felony range because <laughs> statute of limitations hasn't run out yet. <laughs> Hey, we're still surprised this motherfucker has a job. So, Thomas, did you want to go first? So, there's a few that I have that I, uh, you know, I'm trying to think about. Yeah, please. That's fine. Because, uh, I mean, like, Max, it's like, yeah, I've set people on fire. I've done a couple of horrible things when I was a mechanic. Uh, but I would say the funniest one was with One Eye, and I was a part of it with uh, with G. When we were at Princess's house, <laughs> Gary is nodding in yeah. approval. Um, so what happened was, it we were change. Me and Daniel were changing out the panel for the whole uh, generator that we were putting in at Princess's house, and uh, we didn't. There was no power during that time. Wait, by, by princess, do you mean the owner's daughter that we all Yes. Have? Okay. Prin- princess. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason we're, why I don't say her name. From now on, we're calling her princess. I hadn't called her princess yet, so yeah. that's a new one. We'll, we'll call her princess. Um, I know her. You would love to. You would to. want to. <laughs> I mean, I want to know most girls. Oh, you want to meet this one. Yeah. Um, so, it's like, I think our second day on there... I think, and, and we're just trying to get everything done uh, for this panel swap, and midway through the day, one eye comes over to me, and it's like, hey man, go get Greg. 
damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, over here because I I, I want to pull this prank on him. I'm like, oh, no, what in the hell are you gonna do? It's like he's deathly afraid of clowns. Oh no, uh, he's deathly afraid of clowns. Mm. And uh, I hate clowns. I can't do ooh, clowns. Oh. We're gonna go see it. Oh, ooh. I, no, no, no. Okay, so I'll finish your story I, and then I'll I'll say. I was going to say, we can just have someone you know, dress up as a terrifier. Yeah. Please continue. We have a future thing for Max on a different episode, but uh, we we were getting through this whole point, and uh, one eye had, bit, had this mask that he just wanted to put on, and he was stand, he was in like one of the rooms, and that whole whole house has no power. So I call oh, over no. I call over G, and... He's just like going, well, where is he? And I'm like, well, I think he's somewhere over there. And uh, I'm, I kind of make busy, uh, still working at the panel. And while he goes off, well, I like <laughs> I lean back. Corner. I lean back, and I'm just like, all of a sudden, I just hear, "Fuck you, goddammit!" I'm with a kid. He nearly clocks him too. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be my reaction, except for I would make contact yeah. <laughs> with follow through. <laughs> mean repeatedly follow through? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I would, I would murder you. But that was the thing. It was like, he. there was that point, and there's videotape of this. Um, oh, no. Yeah, they, they he recorded it. But the rest of the day, he kept coming at him with the mask, just like out of nowhere, just... <laughs> it just, it just, just It would just pop out of his peripheral and fuck! <laughs> yeah. No. No thanks. That is beautiful. I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely afraid of clowns and spiders. <clears throat> like I just, spiders I, are a fucking given. Well, that's because <laughs> you're. I like hate play, spiders too. I play with spiders. Oh, I don't no, mind if it's no, the sun. No, if it's so like if it's like, a, if it's like a daddy long leg, then yeah, sure. But anything that's, anything beyond that, it's like it's, uh-uh. That's, fuck this anything shit, small like okay, that's killable, totally fine. But as soon as they get bigger than a uh, Kennedy half dollar, and they start to grow hair and different color hair, that's when I draw the line and start going for a twelve gauge. So I'm gonna start buying. I'm gonna buy you a tarantula and rent you a clown oh, for your you. Christmas. Fuck, fuck you. No. no. Also, no. it's a good thing you're not in Texas because tarantulas get as big as dinner plates down there. I Fucking know it. Well, Dude, if, if you of what if Australia is their size oh. of basketballs. No, no, no. Okay, so There's in a, Australia, a my spider in my, Australia. My dad was telling me a story of when he was a ranch hand on a sheep farm in the middle of the outback, and he had to go to an outpost one day and walked through the door and was talking to the guy, bought a few things, and was walking out, and there was a spider in the window that took up the window. Mm, that yeah, that's like that's something that a twelve gauge won't even take care of. Yeah, not, I, I don't know. A Sega twelve gauge, you can definitely do it. I don't know. Has anybody seen the movie Eight Legged Freaks? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you can and then on top of that, you get into um, coconut crabs. Oh fuck! Those, those fuckers are Actually, huge. Those no, but the, the fucking camel spiders. No, my uncle oh, when he was in oh, Afghanistan yeah. on his second tour, snapped a picture and, and it uh, brought like, it back. Jesus fucking Murphy. It looks like a fucking predator in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell who's afraid of spiders because Gary's shaking his head nonstop. Thomas looks like something's touching him inappropriately. I am. Max is <laughs> Max is trying to hold it together and me and Cody are over here laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so which prank did you pull? Or was it pulled on you? I'm trying to think of an actual prank and not me just tormenting by... Uh, Those are pranks! Okay, well, I mean, there was the one day... I mean, I just mean, like, tormenting as in I'm doing stuff in response to them talking shit to me. And so, that's uh, 
So one of our front desk ladies one day was, I, I was having a rough day. Everything that I worked on was just not working. Wrong, from like wrong parts to um, getting delivered. Breaking bolts to uh, gaskets not sealing correctly to uh, me just double, double guessing myself and uh, misdiagnosing shit. So like wrong and parts so getting I was just, delivered? Yeah. Okay. And so I was just having like the worst day. Totally and then my snowball days. Then my front desk lady decides to start talking shit about me. Oh, and no. just like just giving me shit, like what we do. But it was just like you know when you just have one of those days where you just don't want to hear it? And even when you tell somebody giving you shit, it's like not today, come on. Just right. I'm having a rough day. Not just stop. She kept going and kept going. And I was holding a can of brake clean while smoking a cigarette. Oh no! <laughs> and so I put my cigarette. I told her I was like chlorinated or non chlorinated, non chlorinated. Okay, good. And <laughs> I told, I looked at her and I said, "Keep talking shit. I'm gonna light you on fucking fire." <laughs> and I, I'm standing at if you know my shop, I'm standing at the bay door, and she's standing on the other side of the rack, which is about <clears throat> how far? Mm, Fifteen feet. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe a little bit more. Give or take. Um and. I definitely didn't think that if this was going to reach that far, but I also had the little straw that you poke into it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> to make Still it a little made more... made a flamethrower uh, at that point. Higher oh, yeah. pressure. I, and so I, I put my... And she kept talking shit. I was like, all right, fine. You brought this upon yourself. I took like one step forward, lit my lighter, and just sprayed. It got all the way to her and caught her polyester jacket on fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and I'm just looking at her and just... Sucks to suck. <laughs> what was the look on her right. face? Did she? Oh, she 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 freaked out and like <laughs> batted her thing. And then afterwards, I went up to her. I was like, "Here's twenty bucks. I'll give you to buy a new jacket." You know, now you're done Not talking good. shit. So I apologize to anybody at home. Apparently, somebody's car around here is being stolen. <laughs> Either that or somebody's accidentally bumped into it. So basically, when she came back in the words of Christopher Titus, she was tan. <laughs> eyebrow this and this part of her hair right here was missing <laughs> yeah she was I didn't catch her that badly on fire but enough to ruin her jacket damn <laughs> and to her never talking shit to me ever again well I mean that was nice though I mean, I mean we all know if that the, you didn't have the, spr the straw on there it would be COVID distance more than anything else yeah. so. <laughs> I mean we can all agree the greatest thing in a shop or anywhere really is a woman's silence it's the greatest sound on the planet <clears throat> yeah Really? I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Fraser? <clears throat> really quick. Uh, uh, the only know. thing better than a woman's silence is your silence. Oh, That's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, because I'm gay, I guess it doesn't matter. It's the same thing, right? Somebody jams up in his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so much cheater with something in your mouth. <laughs> He's My told me God. that for a long time. Yeah, I'm starting the, to wonder put why. Put the beer bottle down your throat, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. <laughs> I have so many that aren't at my work. Okay. Go with something. This one's in Boy Scouts. Oh. That counts. Okay. Have that Boy work. Scouts stays at That's Vegas. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, so we're at a summer camp for actually two weeks, and I met some kids who were. I met a co ed troop from um, Colorado. So there were girls and boys in the troop. Bunch of fucking in Boy Scouts? Yes. They were a co ed troop. How do you have a co-ed troop in Boy Scouts? Back when the transgender movement was kicking up steam, dude. Yep. Or 
somebody had varying standards. Well, technically, well, they were technically actually called Venture Scouts because they were technically above the age of hey, 18. Hey, because those Boy Scout leaders needed something other than boys. Hey. I hate you. <laughs> but you could say the same thing about the KKK scene. They started letting in other people. Anyways, so I met this troop. Like They were pretty much like right next door to us, so we had a lot of interaction with each other. One of the junior people on their side decided to have a capture the flag tournament party. That's a great idea, actually. So yeah. as we're doing it, one of the girls bet herself as the prize. Okay. Um, this is the part. This is the first part of the prank. And how many leaders got in on this game? None. How? Oh. Because they didn't know about it. This was nothing. There were probably about ten teams. Nine of nine out of the ten teams were all guys. Mm-hmm. I for some for some reason was the one team with the other the other SPL, which is senior patrol leader, mm-hmm. and me and him were on nothing but the girls' team. I think I've seen oh this movie. Pretty sure it was Skinamax. <laughs> no. Continue. So me and him were like, all right, this is going to be fucking rough. Then all the girls pretty much, all the girls actually did really well in it. We got to the, I think, the last thing. But as soon as we got done, and the way that we played Capture the Flag is we had to find the girls' panties. Those were the flags. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking How this game. How old were you? I was 18. <laughs> How old were they? 18, 19. Okay, I was questioning the legality well, of this story. Again, this sounds like a there were form. There were some 14-year-olds in the teams. Oh. oh. Whose underwear was... Uh, never mind, oh, I don't want to nope, know. Don't, don't want to know. <laughs> Keep going. Where's Chris Hansen? <laughs> <laughs> Still in trouble. <laughs> I don't give a fuck it happened. Anyway. Anyway, so... Me and, uh, me and the guy, we pretty much we purposely lost the game... <laughs> just to see what would happen to the other team. As soon as the other team goes to, I'll say, reap their reward, they're immediately booted off, booted out of the camp. What? Why? Wait, because the there's girl, too much vagueness there. The girl that volunteered herself, right, was fourteen. Oh, oh no, that's wrong. I was really hoping you were going to say she was one of the transgenders. <laughs> and she was. In the words of Daniel Sloss, pedophilia is wrong, disgusting, immoral. I don't want to. And for all you people out there, please give us the rebuttal of raping little children. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear the it. upside of this, because yeah. if, if you could defend this in some case, it would be interesting, and I would also come at you with a 12-gauge. Yes. <laughs> the alphabet people tried to make it. Fuck that. I ain't using a gun. I'm using Did my you hear? Yeah. yeah. That was a legit yeah. thing. They legitimately, because when... And now, and I'm not going to say I told you so, but there were certain people that said when gay marriage and the transgender thing got passed legally, for the record, I'm just speaking for myself here, I think any marriage should be legal. Do whatever you're going to do. Love whoever you want. The government shouldn't have shit to say about it. That's my opinion. Except but age. We did say that if you said that transgenderism, gayism, whatever, if they tried to argue it based on the fact that being gay is genetic, people would come out and say that being a pedophile is genetic. Uh And boy, the month after gay marriage got passed, did they. They were everywhere. Now, luckily, people have enough sense on their head to say, no, that's just fucking wrong and gross. But it did happen. Anyway. So, Frasier? 
Okay, so mine involves... Oh my gosh, mine's just about as bad. Mine literally segues into this. So, there's a certain... Um, uh, first off, before we get started, there's no pedophilia involved. Just fake pedophilia. There's a certain... Um, That's not any better. There's a certain manager at... Not creepy, your honor. That was cool. He was an awesome guy. A tall, skinny, new construction manager. Yeah, I know. Because the mean. only other person that was there was the short new construction manager. <laughs> so you only had two to pick from. But anyway, so me and my buddy Race go to this apartment complex. It's a shit day. I'm not having a good time. And we realize that right next door to this apartment complex that we're working on is an elementary school. Oh. So we get into the truck at the end of the day, and I look at Race and I go, we're going to fuck with our manager. And he goes, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to pretend that we got sent to this job site and I'm not allowed to be within 500 yards of said school. <laughs> and I'm going to watch his face. I'm going to watch him cry. So we get to the shop the next morning. We start unloading the truck. We're standing on the back. And lo and behold, he just happens to come walking up to me and race to be like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? How's your morning? Did you get your coffee? General bullshit. He hardly ever does this, but God was smiling on me that day. <laughs> so he walks up, and I said, Race, you know what to do. And we practiced this the day before on the truck. Oh my God. So Race is standing on the truck tailgate. I'm on the ground, and I immediately start looking around like I'm really nervous, like I can't look at him in the eyes. <laughs> and Race goes, so Frazier was really embarrassed to tell you this. I don't know how to say this, but uh, and he can't because he's so embarrassed, but we can't go back to that job site. And... Our manager goes, why? And he goes, I don't know. We showed up, and about halfway through the day, right at lunch, Frazier realized that right next door was an elementary school, and he started calling someone called his, called Poe? His Poe? I said, my P.O., you retard. And immediately, the whole time, you can see our manager's eyes getting wider and wider and wider and wider. And his jaw is slowly getting to the ground. Like, just, like, with every word that comes out, with every word that comes out of his mouth, and Race is playing this off perfectly. He, like, his face, or our manager's face is just, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And because I'm new to new construction, so he doesn't know any better, and I look like a hot topic fuckboy, so who better to blame pedophilia on? Or a sex offender registry. Thanks, Gary. Jared. So finally we yeah. So finally we yeah. Subway. So we um so we just keep going and like, yeah, it, it's Show us your tits! It's like uh, I gotta I, I gotta talk to somebody. I, I don't know what to do right now. I'm like what and I said, hey, hey, before you leave, I got to tell you something. And Like, I'm so sorry, but I got to say this. And he goes, what? And I go, I'm so pulling your leg. I'm full of shit. <laughs> and he, oh, my God. oh, I'm not kidding. He looked at me and goes, God damn it, you son of a bitch. Fuck you. Like, he was about to wet himself. He was so pissed off. I was laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If you ever are new to a job site and you realize you're on a school or right next to one, have a little fun. Just have a little fun. Oh, yeah. He just about crapped himself. I was going to say, that's pretty devilish. Oh, yeah. It's like, wonderful, actually. Well, because the reason why we thought about it, because Deadpool had just come out, and we were joking about being within 500 yards of the school. And I realized we are literally, you know what the distance was between this school and this apartment? A chain-link fence. Like, the, the parking lots were right next to each other. You could hop the fence, and you were in the school parking lot. Ooh. Like that, and it, it's it's in Linwood, so that's how close they were. So there was 
Like, it, I, I was like, the second I saw the school was right next to our job site, I was like, oh, yeah. You were a bad man. Oh, yeah. I mean, but he's, I, I love that manager. It's he's a great guy. It's not the worst guy. thing he's done in a school parking <laughs> lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go back Listen. to episode four. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Gare Bear? Um, this would be when I was back in uh, trade school, in a technical college. And we, there was this old timer that uh, retired but wanted to have, like, his own, like, Harley shop or just a motorcycle shop. Right. And typical because if you ask every guy that was above 40, they're like, they all want to have their own shop. It, isn't that everybody that's a car guy, though? It's not, el- no. not, not everybody. No. Everybody, but I mean, if you look at anybody that actually has a decent passion in something, they want to have their own job. Okay. So it was always a joke. But since he was retired and he was very wealthy from his last job, he came from the oil fields. Oh, wow. And so he made it to where every year that Harley came out with a new bike, he would get it. So when the rocker, Harley Rocker, came out, he was, all, he was like, fucking all about it. <laughs> I personally didn't like it. Masturbatory level all about it. Yeah. And so he, when he brought in his newest edition, it was like, one, it was like the fat boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the wide, uh, wide body fat boy. Yeah. The one that had the ugly ass multicolored flames on the table. Uh, Fat boys are already ugly. This one was the ugliest from all the generations. And so I got tired of him just spewing all this crap. So uh, for motorcycles, there's the regulator rectifier that's uh, bolted to the frame. It's bolted because it needs to be grounded as it's regulating the AC to DC current to go to the computers. Well... If you think about it, the three ring st- stickers for your uh, lined paper are perfect size for the bolt holes. You're talking about like the, the actual <laughs> spiral on the binder is yeah. perfect for the bolt holes. Yeah. So like the it's like the little th- stickers that like oh you tear your paper out and it's all torn you can just put those and they'll be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the same diameter of holes for the regulator rectifier that you can put hiddenly behind the regular regulator rectifier on the frame. Okay. So it is no longer grounded. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are not technology savvy or like he was this was, he was this first semester and he like didn't know really much of anything other than just how to write it. And it's either you can spend a shit ton of time trying to diagnose it yourself or a shit ton of money and send it someplace and then have them try and figure out why it's <laughs> not starting, not running, or not even clicking on. And now this is this is on the outside of the bike, so if you look close enough, you'll find it, or you have no, to tear the bike apart you have to, to find you it. You have to physically take off the regulator rectifier. Okay, so you have to tear this bike apart to get to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you took some time with this. Well, literally, this, this prank will only take you, like, five minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And then you can just sit there... With enjoyment for the remaining school year. Because <laughs> that is how long it stayed there. <laughs> and then to top it off, before I left said, you know, situation, it, uh, Harley had uh, their logo on the, um, the forks. So we have a bunch of donor bikes from all the, all the manufacturers. So I took the Honda logo off. And put it there, and then used 
um, bailing wire to hold it on over the Harley logo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every time he went over to try and fuck with it, I was like, well, that's your problem. It's a fucking Honda, bro. <laughs> You're an asshole. All year, did he ever get it fixed? Mm-hmm. Oh, he did? After the school year, though? When I graduated. Because I told him. Did, oh, you told him. Because <laughs> you told him. <laughs> he, he, so in other words, he didn't figure it out. You had to tell him to figure it out. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's fucking genius. That's beautiful. That reminds me of what I did to Kevin. Oh, do it. Go for it. Got I'll it. go after okay. you. So, my boss gave me the ideas of all of the pranks that he used to do when he was my age and he was new to the car world and some of the pranks that he used to do with he would they used to uh take jacks and roll them out underneath guys with like rear wheel drive trucks and stuff like that and they would jack the cars up so that the wheel was just barely touching the ground mm-hmm. oh so it would just and yeah, so when they and then they would uh you know pull the rod out and walk away yes the so that way when the guy got in he would not go anywhere, and it would take him a second to figure out why the hell is his car not moving. And then, and, he would have to go, go. and then he would have to go get the rod for the jack, and then get it under there to remove the jack. <clears throat> so this one, this next one is probably my personal favorite, was uh, you take a little tiny pebble, like tiniest you can find, and you stick it on the inside of the cap to the tire... Oh, that's and horrible! So as when you screw it on, it's letting the air out right. of the tires as you're driving down the road. <laughs> Kevin brought his car in. Ooh, the Viper? No, no, his Hummer. Oh, Kevin no. brought his Hummer into the shop for an oil change, and he was doing some other key work for us. And so, I while I was doing the oil change, I picked up a couple of like really small rubber pebbles on the shop floor right. and I put Dick. them into three of the caps. <laughs> three, not four. Right. <laughs> and Gary's so, I want to give him at least let a leg to drink himself was, home. <laughs> and so by the time he got home, three of his tires were flat. <laughs> and he lives like two minutes from the shop too. It's not a far uh, well, It's probably like five Fish minutes from the yeah, shop to horrible. where Kevin lives, but yeah, it was pretty great. Gary's red with laughter, by the way, for those of you at home. He's trying. Yeah, I, I did something somewhat similar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things that you can do to um, well, and the fuck best... with people in, especially in the car world. Oh yeah. Well, and the best part is you and Kevin always had the joke of between because Max used to drive a Jeep, Kevin drives a Hummer. And Kevin would always go, is that like the girl's version of a Hummer? And they would go back and forth yeah. all the time. So this was... Oh, even... look, it's a Barbie Hummer. Yeah, so they would fight all the time about Jeep versus Hummers. And so this was fucking funny. Yeah. And considering yeah. he had to uh, call me to pretty much do anything with his Hummer. Right. <laughs> Thomas has got a story, but he's got to stop laughing first. Oh, well, it's it's when I was a mechanic, and I would do this to every new guy. Mm-hmm. But... um. And it's kind of, it's it's all how we haze somebody. Yeah. I mean, if I go off of how I haze somebody as an electrician, it's pretty fucking hilarious in one case because of this idiot tried to do it. Um, I'm sitting in front of a, like a, a main panel, or a, basically a, a one... Wow, I can't talk. I'm sitting in front of a main electric panel for a house. Drink and, more beer. 
It helps. No. Um, and this, I'm still an apprentice, and I, we have a brand new apprentice with us, too. It's like first day on the thing. And I'm okay. like, what? All right, man, so we're going to do the apprentice test. He goes, well, what's the apprentice test? I'm like, what? Lick your fingers, stick it in that main lug, and tell me how many amps are going through you. No! And, and I'm just like, oh, and I, it's like anybody who has common sense is going to be like, fuck you. Bro, especially when you say how many amps are going through you. Yeah. And uh, he starts putting his finger in his mouth. And I'm just like, are you that much of an idiot? And he goes, well, you told me how. It's like, go you go home. Go sit in Just the go home. Uh, I, it wasn't even like I go sit in the truck. I literally told him go home. That, that's the point where you realize you literally aren't going to survive this job. Yeah, not because we're joking. You literally will die on this job. And he's maybe an hour in. Right. I couldn't believe it. But right. on a different note, for what I would do to the new guys when we were a mechanic was Max. You can relate to doing some of these things. Is you're underneath the car. You have a your brand new guy starting the car after you're doing an oil change or something like that. What's the greatest thing to do with a, a socket wrench underneath the car? And you bang it off the catalytic converter. Okay, everybody keeps saying it like they're jerking off. What is going on? Okay, so uh, I will, let, him, let him do it. I, I can actually recreate that noise with some beer cans. It's just... And what is the oh so you do this but what is the like point he left it? something inside of or the he engine did, or, or he, he left something loose oh, so and you, now it's oh. all rattling around and so then you're like dude what's that noise hey shut it off shut it off oh and so you do it while somebody's testing out the car yeah, yeah as soon you as you turn it on you yeah. and okay. you and you basically oh fuck turn it off turn it off and I literally had one guy, I did it to him five times because he just couldn't figure it out. It's like the when someone pokes at your shirt and goes, oh, I found something on your shirt, and they keep looking yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. So I had I had one, and I heard this literally this week. So my father, as you know, this isn't about me, it's my dad, or my dad. So my father works for the same His union as still me. still Frazier. Still Frazier. Um, same union as me. He's a foreman. He was actually a superintendent at the time at uh, the Boeing plant doing stuff for them. And they used to have, I'm not kidding, so you know you know how most construction guys have stickers that are on their hard hats? Yeah. Those are custom made by the workers for that job they're on. Kind of like with the army as whatever mission you're on, you get a spe special patch or something. Or like special forces, whenever they do that, whenever they go on a mission, they have a special patch. Or a unit patch or something like that. Permission. So... This you this need to do more research on that. Part. I know. I'm those, just, those, I'm aren't, those aren't custom and those aren't permission. I, I'm general. I'm generalizing. <laughs> anyway, thanks for pointing out my lack of the knowledge of the army. Never been. You um, have just a general lack of knowledge in everything. So continue. There's a couple on. of things. Um, never mind. Um, so my dad is there at there at there at Max. So they're at Boeing. They're working. <laughs> Really, the only thing you know how to do is women. <laughs> no, it's it just to be a flirt. Sorry. Shut up. Go. Not going to get through this story. <laughs> Continue. So, finish. my dad at the time became a superintendent out at Boeing, and they had stickers made because it was called I Survived Trailer 5, which was the brake trailer. And if you walked into that trailer, specifically there was a guy, and I don't know his last name, so we're cool, his name's Dale, could not eat his lunch that day, didn't take a single bite that day because he was laughing so hard. Because they were constantly pulling pranks on each other and no one was safe. No one was going to get out alive. And if you walked into that trailer, suck it up. And literally everybody on the job site, iron workers, electricians, you name it, 
If you walked into that trailer and sat there for a lunch, you got a sticker that said, I survived trailer five. So this prank was on my father. Ooh. Now keep in mind, my father's pretty much me, but he's quieter and talks less. But same personality, same prankster, same everything. Can we, get, he, can we get him on the show instead of you? Oh, he would ha have fun on this show, trust Frazier, me. Frazier, I would say one thing about your dad. He's more of a prankster than you. Oh, yeah. To the point to where one day he had a doctor's appointment. He was gone for the day. The next day, he comes in and he's running late. He's a superintendent. So he's got to go to the superintendent meeting that morning. Well, what they had done is broken into his folder drawer, his cabinet... Because everyone hid their hard hats. Because if you left your hard hat out, it was going to get fucked with. Spray painted, whatever. So he would lock his up at night. Well, they broke into it with a pry bar, <laughs> took out his hard hat, God. wrapped it in blue tape. And a buddy of mine comes in and goes, no, 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 that ain't good enough. So what did they do? They not only blue taped it, but then they held it up to the ceiling and blue taped it to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so it's, it, it, and it's the tiles, right? Like you see in schools, like the, the ceiling tiles. So he, oh, so man. he walks in and when I was told this story, the first thing he said to me was, ask your dad about the big blue zit. So dad, <laughs> right. So dad comes into the trailer. He's running late. And he's got to get to the superintendent's meeting, which at Boeing is a big deal. And he's running around the trailer. Can't find his hard hat. Opens the drawer. Oh, you sons of bitches. Can't find it. Closes the drawer. Is running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Can't fucking find it. So after 15 minutes, he's fucked. There's nothing left for him to do. So he's, he still can't find it. And it's taped right to the ceiling. And he sits, so he sits in his chair, which is one of those, you know, it leans back chairs. And he sits back and goes, fuck. And he rolls back, and he looks up at the ceiling, and I'm not kidding, and my buddy told me this, he goes, no, no, and I'm not, and so he, I, he wasn't, he, he wasn't there for what happened, but he said, I came back, and there were knife marks in the tile, because your dad had to cut the hard hat out of the ceiling. Something that would have made that even funnier is if they, like, when they taped it to the ceiling, they try to fill it with eggs. So when you split it open and you oh, go yeah. like, oh yeah, <laughs> just but just can you can imagine me just leaning back in a like in a, in a laptop chair yeah. or like a desk and just be like, yes. son of a bitch. <laughs> go yes. ahead. Thomas's story reminded me of this. So, in my younger years, there was a show called Homewrecker with, with oh, Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Rest in peace. Amen. And I took it upon myself to use one of the said pranks on my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and she was very big in dyeing her hair very vibrant colors. Hers at the, the time was like electric blue. And so when she took a shower, she also didn't realize that you're supposed to just dunk your hair to get rid of it. She actually took a full-blown shower to... God. I took the whole thing blue, pissed me off because I had to clean it. So the next day, I took the flavored beef cubes and put it in the shower head. <laughs> like nothing, nothing ever happened. So then I tested it first. Whole shower, whole shower smelled like beef. <laughs> took it off, put a new one in, and I was waiting. In the living room, just I, I was, 
I couldn't wait for her to get to my house. And I'm like, oh, hey. And she finally shows up. Hey, what's going on, babe? And then she's like, oh, I just got back from the gym. I'm going to go just take a shower. Cool. I'm like, By all means. Dinner's going to be on the stove here in a couple seconds. And then I get up to, like, go to the kitchen. <laughs> and then she's going in there. I hear the, And then hear the door close to the, uh, the shower. And then turns it on. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, <laughs> waiting. And then all I hear is, this loud screech and scream, and then a bunch of bottles. <laughs> <laughs> because she had one of those uh, tower things that hold the whole thing, and she she just sees this brown mist, and then <laughs> from the hot water smells the beef flavoring, and then starts freaking out, grabs it, drops all the shampoo bottles, whole mess. She eats shit inside. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. And then I just poke my head in there. I'm like, make sure you clean that shit up. And then. <laughs> oh, good god. Okay, so I have one when I worked at the. worked as a lifeguard. So I don't know why this person did this to me, but I must have really pissed them off. But they broke into my locker, stole my guard shorts, stuffed it into a mason jar full of water. And put it in the freezer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that happened in swimming, too. If you left your swimsuit behind. Oh, yeah. oh, man. So, this immediately reminded me of swimming in high school. So, um, Frazier, do you remember a kid named Campbell that we swam yep. with? Yep, I know yeah. exactly. Yoda. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Yoda. that one. <laughs> we nicknamed him Yoda. So, anyways, he did it to me. And I must have really, because me and him also opened the pool up every morning when we worked there. So he had to work the night before because he was working on what's called the flow rider, which is the wave simulator. Mm -hmm. um, so he broke into my locker, froze my shorts. So when I got there in the morning, at first I'm going, where the hell are my shorts? He even says, I don't know, there's some people putting shorts into freezers. Oh, that was that was the immediate <laughs> hint. So I open up, there's like three mason jars with, un like there was one with underwear. <laughs> One had a, um, a female swimsuit in there. So he's oh. collecting. And then there was mine. And it had my name on it. And then it also had the middle finger etched into the mason jar. And, it, and I'm like, and I'm just like, was this you? He just goes, yes. <laughs> so I had to sit there for a whole half hour with hot water going into this mason jar so I could get my fucking little shorts well, there were, out. And there were two ways to do it. Either one, you could put them in the mason jar full of water and freeze them into a block of ice. Or, the, in my opinion, the fun way was you take the already wet swimsuit or whatever it was because someone left it behind and you just like lay it as flat as you can in the freezer. Oh, so when you yeah. hand it to them, it's just a frozen pancake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so when I, when I, I, oh, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Canadian Canadian this, is, this isn't a prank, but this is like uh, when, it, when you're in basic training, if you leave your locker unlocked, the, oh, drill, so sergeants drill, come, sergeants. the drill sergeants come behind and make sure everything's locked up. Someone's car is getting stolen again. So, another what reason why to keep things locked today? up. Going yeah. to the pile. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. So, the, art, the drill sergeants, when you're in the army, if you leave your lock unlocked or if you try and fake it, because mm -hmm. so, we, we only have like two, three minutes, like our super unrealistic time hacks for uh, to get ready for whatever we're doing next. And 
So guys would try and fake. They would like get it just to the sweet spot where the lock looked locked, right. but it wasn't. And drill sergeants knew. They'd go around and pull on all of the yeah. locks. And if yours was unlocked, they would trash your entire locker. And then, yeah, smoked. If, well, if you if you things. didn't have your locker squared away, everybody got smoked. Mm-hmm. And so we would walk in and. It got to the point where if guys were repeat offenders for getting their lockers trashed, they would also trash all the bunks next to it. <laughs> so so like that you would flip it. Up, and, yeah. and those things had to be dressed right. Dress, those had to be like, you could flip a quarter off of that shit. Right. Like, so code, red, code Red's happened a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to pranks, when I was in college, one of my best friends worked for Mercedes-Benz of Seattle. And he had to work one weekend, and he was the he was the new guy. He got put on to Premier Express, and uh, he was working. His mentor was working on a car, and was like, "Fuck, shit, goddamn it!" And he had like both of his arms stuck up in the car and everything. He looks at it. He looks at it. He's like, "Go and grab the ANL lube. Go, go to, go to parts. Go to, go to parts and services, and go and grab some fucking ANL lube." And my buddy, guy who's brand new it's like oh okay runs over to he's like dude i need some anl loop really quick <laughs> how and, do you not think and, that through and the other guy who knew his mentor just looks at him as straight faced as he can and goes blue or red <laughs> he's like oh fuck shit i dude i don't know and runs back to his mentor and he's like she needs to know if you need blue or red and my, his mentor is just looking at him like you dumb puppy. A A N L. Say it. Anal lube. <laughs> oh, I had I had one guy. I forgot where it was. Um, oh, it was my last job. Real. This isn't a prank, but he he looked at me and he was a he was a late apprentice, so he's about to journey out, and he thought he was tough shit. But one day he looked at me and goes, "I need the can of AIR." I went, "Fuck you." Then he goes. What? I need it. I go, dude, first off, you're a pipe fitter. I'm a plumbing apprentice. You're a pipe fitting apprentice. I don't listen to you. Second off, AIR, air, I'm not that stupid. Have a good day. <clears throat> I was that stupid when I was in the army. So I was brand new out of basic. I had just got into my duty station. And one of the corporals, <clears throat> who also had a really fucked up penis, but that's a different story. <laughs> what? <clears throat> That's a different story. That's how we're starting next week's episode right there, ladies and gentlemen, with his corporal's fucked up penis. Uh, so, he tells, he looks at me and, and comes up to me, and he was from a different platoon, but he says, hey, dude, Sergeant Z says, uh, wanted me to ask you if you filled out your ID-10T. Your, 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 oh, no. your ID-10T your ID form. No, you did not. And I was like, what the fuck's an ID-10T form? And he goes, oh, come with me, come with me. Oh my god. <laughs> Takes me to the back of the thing, grabs a piece of paper and writes ID10T. He says, alright, write down ID10T on the form and then sign it and then go give it to Sergeant Z. I was like, oh, okay, ID10T. You didn't think to look at it? I, you know what? I was fucking... This is max at 18. Oh yeah, I was, I mean, I'm still pretty dumb, but I was like no fucking brain. Yeah, Walked I think... up right up to Sergeant Z It was like, oh hey, Sergeant Z, you wanted my ID10T form? He's just gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you seriously this fucking stupid? 
And then uh, another corporal asked me to go and ask a sergeant for uh, his pricky five form. No. <laughs> Again, dumb Private David walking over. Hey, Sergeant, do you have your pricky five form? Drop down and give me. This sergeant is mostly killing. Oh, you know, it was a different sergeant, but those sergeants were best friends. He's like, aren't you that idiot? <laughs> oh my god, you uh, was so fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, but, and I will say this: when you're in high stress, like the army, and was this in basic? No, no, this was, this was at my duty. This was when I was in real army. So how long after basic is this? Oh, this was like two, three months. But you have been trained at this point so hard to follow exactly what you're told. Oh yeah. Most of the time, if somebody says something, it's muscle you, reflex. You, yeah, you don't think. So there's that. But anyway. Now, Something that kind of leads up into that, and this was kind of, it almost became a long con in a way of this, of, it became a, a wonderful joke. It was a, a circumstantial, uh, practical joke in a way, but, so, a friend of mine that I've known since elementary school, she started dating this one guy who was in the army, uh, and all this stuff. Oh, is this the Tri-City story? No. Oh, anyway. Um, no, that's a, that's... The Pullman story, and that's a different story. It's a but story. it is for next week. Yeah, um, that's a that that's a story for another time. And I swear to God, that woman is wearing uh, working a toll booth somewhere. But um, <laughs> no, she's dating this guy, and it's he's goes through basic and all this stuff. And after basic, about a month after basic, she's having a family reunion, which he comes to. Um, the funniest part was, is as she's introducing him to members of his family, she brings him over to his uncle, and he turns around, it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, he no. He is face-to-face -face with his drill sergeant. Ah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> to which he's just, like, going, I, I don't know, it, 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 he's just, like, going, oh, so you're dating my niece. He's just, like, uh, well... You know what's gonna happen if you're not gonna if you don't treat her right? She's just like, uh, what? I'm gonna PT you until you die. <laughs> it's like 22 Jump Street. Yep. He's doing the captain's daughter. He's doing, doing the captain's daughter. He's doing the captain's daughter. So I had <laughs> you done. Yeah. So I had one, and this was my last job I was on, and it did involve me because I was the. Uh, it. Let's just say the quote that came out of this was, "We found a way to weaponize Fraser." Oh, God. Jesus. I'm not hiring. I, I think I remember this story. So I know this one. So we, we're we flying a whole bunch of... So the way this works, we're working in a school. There's three stories. There's only one end of the building, and um, it's about uh, probably 50 yards long. You're 50 yards in width, width, and then it's skinny, so it's rectangular shaped. And one end of the building, we have to... Is where we have to... We can access all three floors. We can put... You know, fly pipe up that way. We can get garbage out that way because you aren't taking garbage down three flights of stairs. You have to have some kind of access to it. So we're flying a whole bunch of material, gang boxes, everything up, which, by the way, if you don't know what a gang box is, it's a giant, um, think like a clamshell that you get from like McDonald's, like when you get a Big Mac in it, mm -hmm. but all your tools are in it. Right. And that's what that is. So Google Dropbox, you'll know what I'm talking about. We have them. Yeah, most commercial sites have them, and they're called job boxes or gang boxes. So we're flying a bunch of these up. Um, my journeyman is upstairs, and he's known to be a little bit of a prankster, and you need some thick skin to work with him. You really do. And then sounds like my boss. And then you're right. And then one of my coworkers is up there. Trying to cut it. 
And he's <laughs> and all of us get along. It was a great job. Was we're awesome. all good friends. And then we also have a few of the tanners up there because we're flying some of their stuff up. And by the way, when I say flying, that just means that we're fork, suspending fork, it in the air. Yeah. Fork lifting it up there. However, we just call it flying it up there. So I'm running up and downstairs because I'm the only first year there. And I'm basically, everybody knows I'm bigger, I'm stronger in general than most of the guys. And so I'm basically heavy monkey. Whatever is heavy and needs to be moved, I'm the one running it, moving it, whatever. So I'm running up and downstairs, moving material, getting things out of the way, whatever. And about the fourth or fifth time I come up the stairs, my journeyman looks at me and goes, and there's a couple of the uh, tinners there, and they're local 66 guys. So he goes, hey... This is, I'll call him Jake for the sake of the story. He goes, you should meet Jake. And I hadn't met him yet. I was new. And I go to take off my glove and give him a handshake. And I stick out my hand. And I see my journeyman get this creepy smile on his face. (laughs) And the second I touch skin, he goes, and for the record, everybody that knows me knows this. We are huggers. We're friends. We're family. We love each other. We don't care. That's just how we work. And my journeyman knew this. So the second I touch skin for a handshake, my journeyman goes, he doesn't like people and he really doesn't like touching people either. And we had just gripped each other's hands. And in the words of my coworker, his exact words were, I had never seen a man get such terror over his face and you get such glee on your face. Because you see Jake go, like in his brain and his face go, Oh shit! And I go, oh yes! And I immediately embrace him with the tightest hug I could ever give him. And he's sitting there just helplessly, like, motherfucker, get off of me! <laughs> and the whole time my journeyman is filming this, laughing his ass off because I have just, he has just totally formulated this plot to fuck with Jake. And it was beautiful. For some reason, I thought it was going to fuck with you. I was they used no, no. it as a weapon. The only no, the thing is... I could think of when you were talking about your reactions was those are the same two reactions to seeing a large penis. Imagine that. Yes, that's exactly what my face was. Was I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Have you not seen those memes? Yes. Of especially the Frozen memes. Because you're big into where it's like. Because you're big into Elsa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Elsa Jean, specifically. You're into it, bit, but it's because of Frozen. No. The re- liar. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. She just looks a lot like the Elsa. Anybody Frozen. here that thinks Max is into Elsa from Frozen, raise your hand. Sure. That's four that's, out that's, of five. That's, that's everybody in, in this room for the people, because we don't <laughs> that's have... That's what he said, we, four out of five. I'll finish this off with, with this prank. This one happened to me. Oh, it got pulled on you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was courtesy of my brother. Oh, Uh, all right. And it was around my, you know, birthday time. And he sent, he sent, he doesn't want to make the trip because of the whole COVID-19. And he's on the, he's on the board of city council, army stuff. So he's keeping his distance from all the other people. Because regs exist. So he sends me all my gifts. He's like, oh, you're going to get some stuff in the mail. And I was like... I can only imagine what the fuck you're going to send me. Because <laughs> we both have the same type of humor. <laughs> yeah, a day, a day, it's like Supernatural, a day that a prank wasn't pulled is the day that you pulled the best prank because everyone's like watching their back and nothing happens. So it, it comes in like a FedEx bag and I'm like, okay. A so bag? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. comes in a bag and then, bags. then open it up and then it's a cylinder. I'm like, okay. And it has like some 
Uh, I can't remember the, like, the fucking label on it. It had something to do with automotive part. And I was like, the only thing that would fit this would be the 50 cal antenna bullet for the uh, the lightning. And I was like, if you got me that, then I guess I have to get him something great for his birthday. Open it, and then and then it just glitter. He <laughs> <laughs> glitter bombed your ass. He oh, hit you with the herpes of the craft world. <laughs> to top it, to top it off, it oh, wasn't no. just the glitter, not like fine glitter. It was. Glitter, fine glitter, and then glitter dicks. Oh. <laughs> I like your brother. I knew I really like your brother somewhere. And I just see it hit the floor, and I'm like, God damn it! Well, fuck. <laughs> now I have to clean this. You know what you do? You rent. How did your did your dad see this? No. 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 You know what you have to do. He originally, my brother originally wanted my dad to be there to film it to get my reaction. <laughs> I think your brother knows how that is how that went down. Oh, I told him I'm like, thanks for the gift, dick. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, was it great? I'm like, it wasn't just glitter; it was glitter dicks. And he's like, oh, that makes it so much better. <laughs> you know what you need to do is you need to get what the uh, shirt cannons. And then filled those with glitter, and then on his birthday, you go to wherever he's at, and on his birthday, you just surprise him, and from both sides, just poof, yeah. poof. So I, I, t- I think I told you this, we had one day, this is just really tiny quick about glitter dicks, which I can't believe we have this in common. We went to a customer's house, working on their AC unit, and I look down in the ground, I'm not kidding, and it's right off their back balcony, there is one singular, one purple glitter dick, because someone had a bachelorette party recently and didn't clean up well enough. Mm-mm. So luckily it was just, it rained for like an hour that day. So we took it, put it on the top of the unit right dead center, right where the plastic covering is so it won't blow off, mm. and then taped it down it with clear tape. <laughs> so that they would know the guys that worked and installed their AC unit found their glitter dick. Lovely. So, good. Beer count. Good. Beer, beer, beer count. Yeah. Let's get the beer count. Uh, okay. Cody? None. Thomas? Two. I had three. <clears throat> Gary? Two. Frazier? Two. Two. So three. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine total tonight. <sighs> he did quick math. Yeah. Since the bar's been closed, we have been slowing down our drinking just because we're stagnant and can't really do a whole lot. Yeah, well, but, the but when the bars open up again. But the, that the, just means I can get high all the time. You are high right now. Oh, yeah, I am. So with that being said, uh, please do check us out on Facebook uh, and Instagram. We are at Bar Tools Podcast. Or check out our email at bartoolspodcast at gmail.com. If you do have any questions or comments about the first five minutes of the show about the offensive thing, ladies, please go back and listen to episode four in the first, I think it's within the first 10 minutes and let us know what you think. Were we being assholes? Like, were we going too far? Here's here's the flip side of it. Those, wow. Those. Canadian? Yeah, right. (laughs) Those were also embarrassing moments for us. So I don't know how we could be objectifying women and be a, Embarrassing to ourselves. Right. Unless we're that fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. So I guess guess we are just that fucking. I mean, we are a bunch of white. We are a bunch of. Yeah, we are a bunch of white straight males. And for the record, I think. Thank you, Whitey. I don't think most people. Dude, I'm tan. I have been out in the sun. I am officially more tan. Being covered in grease from your from your wrists to your hands does not count as tan. No, I'm talking about like from here to here. That's dirt. 
That's not... You know what? Go fuck yourself. Anyway, so, but please, let us know. Do you think we went too far? Do you get the context of the joke we said earlier? Um, well, there was something else I wanted to say that I can't think about right now because uh, I'm blanking. Help me out here. I don't know. Carol um, Baskin? That makes <laughs> Carol Baskin. Uh, we covered social media? No, now we got those yeah, Baskin bees, those murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Baskin bees. Um, okay, I remembered. Um, for the record, if you don't know this, and if you're on our Facebook page and we've checked, over half of our listeners are female. I believe it was 49%. Well, yeah. 49%. It was, it was 49% female, 47% male, 4% undisclosed. So we can argue <laughs> if we split it, it's 51% female, 59% male, if we split the 4%. My girlfriend used to listen to this podcast. My girlfriend still does. My sister listens to this podcast. And when we did our live video last week, by the way, go back to um, May... It was... I don't Around, know. It was like May third, May third or, or something like yeah, May third, yeah, May third, May third or second. Go back. We had a live video on our Facebook page. We had 114 comments, and out of those 114, over a hundred, about a hundred of them were from women. So I don't think we're pissing off too many of you, but let us know if we are because we'd like to know where where you guys stand. <laughs> we'd like what, to know what we can do more of. <laughs> <laughs> more can we get away with yes. so with that please drink responsible re- responsibility res- please, please drink, drink responsibly you're not driving <laughs> hey fuck <laughs> it's my turn with the extra chromosome give it here <laughs> and cody ladies and gentlemen not off your fuck ding